Uh, hey, everyone. Russ Thornton here, uh, your host of Women's Retirement Radio. Today, uh, I'm excited to welcome Jason Lavoy to the show. Um, Jason is also known as the Divorce Resource Guy, which uh, I look forward to having him share uh, more about here as we uh, as we talk today. So, Jason, welcome to the show. Thanks, Russ. Glad to be here. Yeah, well, I, I, like I said, really excited to, to have you join us today. Why don't uh, Why don't we start by uh, you just telling folks a little bit about who you are and what it is you do? Sure, absolutely. I appreciate it. So, again, my name is Jason Lavoy. I'm a former divorce attorney turned divorce coach. That's what I do now. I don't represent people directly in their divorces. I I only serve as a a coach, and I did that because I felt like I could serve a greater number of people in a in a better way than I was as a divorce attorney. Basically, and if you want the whole boring story about you know why I quit being a divorce attorney, you can you know check me out, listen to my podcast. I explain it. I think in the first episode or probably a lot of times, but <laughs> I, um, you know, I wasn't helping people the way I originally intended to when I became an attorney and I went to law school. And so while I was practicing though, I did come up with what I feel is like, you know, the secret sauce. Um, and that, uh, is how I coach people. And so what, um, I do is I coach people from an attorney's point of view because I am one and I did it. And so I feel that that really provides a, a great benefit to people who are looking for help. And out of curiosity, how so how many years were you a practicing family law attorney, Jason? About five years. And how long have you been doing the divorce coaching? About five years. <laughs> well, hey, well I, I didn't know that, but uh, that's kind of interesting. So so looking back, uh, now that you have the benefit of both serve, serving as a an attorney in the divorce process and, and more recently as a coach in the divorce process, what, uh, without getting into the nitty gritty, gritty details, like at least at a high level, like what are the, what are the differences? Like what, what differences stick out to you in your mind, uh, having served as both an attorney representing people in their divorce and, and now, uh, working in, in more of a coach's role to, to work with clients and, and maybe work with their attorney if they've hired representation. I do that. Yeah. Originally, when I became a coach, it was with the idea of helping people who didn't have attorneys or couldn't afford attorneys and teach them and and coach them how to represent themselves. But what I found actually is that the majority of clients that I work with and coach are they have attorneys. And and part of what I do as a coach is I actually, if they don't, when they meet me, I help them find the right attorney for their situation because not every attorney is the same, right? And, you know, not every divorce requires the same type of attorney. And so if you make the wrong choice and, and you pick up the wrong attorney for your situation, that could be a very costly and time-consuming mistake. So that's one of the things that I, I found out uh, I do uh, very frequently as a coach that I didn't necessarily think I was going to do when I became a coach. But the biggest difference, frankly, is I don't give legal advice. And I'm, put, I'm using air quotes when I say that um, when I'm a coach, because I, I can't, you know, there's ethical uh, rules that I still have to adhere to because I am an attorney. And so unless you're in New Jersey, I can't give you legal advice. But um, what I do is I, as I coach from, uh, you know, I coach on the generalities of the divorce process, because no matter where you're getting divorced, you're going through the same things. If you have children, you're dealing with parenting time and custody issues. Uh, you know, it, you, you, if you have alimony, uh, you know, you have to deal with that. You're dealing with the emotional roller coaster of going through the divorce process. So that's what I focus on as a coach. Um, and so that would be the biggest difference is that not, you know, I don't, and I can't give you legal advice. And so I defer uh, on certain things to their attorney 
um, assuming that they have one. Um, and I could help them, you know, guide them to what, you know, I think the answer is to their question. But otherwise, if it's a state specific issue, then I defer that. Um, but other than that, the main difference from being a, a an attorney, a practicing divorce attorney and a, a divorce coach is, you know, and this is maybe seem obvious too, is that I don't go to court with people. I don't, I don't file papers on behalf of people like I would as an attorney. Um, I can help them, you know, if they have to file a motion and they're representing themselves, I can help them come up with the, the format or, you know, tell them kind of, you know, work on the content with them, you know, but I won't draft it for them. Um, I, I don't do that, but I, I will, I will help them draft it, you know, um, and help them get through the process. And, you know, so those are the main differences between being a practicing attorney and being a coach as a coach, I can help so many more people uh, because I coach people all over the country. Well, I was going to ask, I know you mentioned you're based in Jersey and, but it sounds like you work with people wherever they are, regardless of their jurisdiction or location. So it sounds like geography is not a, not an obstacle for you. Um, That's the benefit. That's the benefit of being a coach. Yeah. 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 Well, and I, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but kind of reading between the lines, hearing you describe it, 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 it sounds to me, and, and maybe I'm off base here, but it sounds to me like you maybe find the coaching work a little bit more rewarding or fulfilling than maybe having served in just the, the legal role. Is that fair? Does it come off that, that blatantly? Because <laughs> that's absolutely true. Um, and, and listen, that, that's why I quit. I mean, I chose to quit being a divorce attorney. I could probably, you know, frankly, be making you know, more money as a divorce attorney, um, which is why you don't see many attorneys doing the coaching. Um, but I felt, and I saw the need for the coaching and the passion is, is what drives me. And, you know, like anything in life, you know, I always, and I have a seven-year-old daughter and I, and so I want to be a, a good role model and say, you know, go and do what you love to do, um, you know, for a career and, and follow your passion. And so that's, what I'm, that's what I'm doing. Uh, and I, and I'm not looking back and I have no regrets um, because I can see the results that happen when I work with my clients. And, you know, it, it's almost, I won't say instantaneous, but within like one or two s- sessions of working with a new client, I almost always get the, I am so glad I found you. And I already feel better about what's going on. Um, and, and that's because what I do as a coach is I manage you, um, you as the client, and, and I manage your expectations, your emotions. I make sure you're prepared for whatever's coming ahead in the process. It's all about empowering you with you know, the information and the knowledge so you can make the best decisions. And people who have attorneys, more often than not, they don't feel that way. Um, and there's, there's a reason for that. And, and that's basically because the attorneys you know, charge at an hourly rate. And if they took the time to do what I do, it would be, you know, thousands or tens of thousands of dollars and and they don't have that time and the clients don't have the money to pay. Um, so what I do is I'm that interim um, filler, I, I guess you could call it. And I am giving them basically all my knowledge as a divorce attorney so that when they speak with their attorney, they are way ahead of the game and, you know, understand what's coming and what what's going on. And so, in essence, you know, they're not bothering their attorney with all the, I would say, little things that their attorneys don't really want to focus on anyway, um, because they want to focus on the legal aspect and representing them. But I do that. And so 
it it creates a a full picture um and it's just you know it, it works that's all i can say is that it works well hearing you describe it that way i mean i think that kind of speaks to a comment you made earlier about your maybe your initial expectation was to work with people that were representing themselves but it sounds like now that you have found an opportunity to work with clients that have their own attorney and you can help kind of round out their divorce team, if you will, to kind of fill in the gaps where, you know, an, uh, uh, a divorce attorney is, you know, focused on hourly billings, things like that, where you, you can be a little bit more, um, you know, maybe go a little bit more in depth with people into the, you know, kind of the, the details that might otherwise kind of just get glossed over by, by most attorneys. Is that, is that a fair characterization? Sort of, sort of. And I, and I'll, and I'll just, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll put it like this. Um, so as a coach, I charge all my coaching services are flat fee based, right? And I do that purposely because I don't want to be, you know, another member on your divorce team that charges at an hourly rate, you know, let the attorneys do that. That's how it works. And that's fine. It's, you know, the nature of the business, but you know, what you said is, is so true about I'm a member of the divorce team. And so that team, I call it, you know, the three pillars of the team are the trifecta of awesomeness. And um, I talk about that more, and I think it's episode number 13 of, of my podcast. Um, so you can check that out if, if you're listening to this. But basically, the three pillars are an attorney, um, a coach, and a therapist, right? And you could have more people um, or, you know, less people. But those are like the three ideal bedrock people to form your divorce team. Basically, you want objective professionals um, who are not family and friends, you know, family and friends have their place, but you need objective professionals to help guide you. And, um, so basically it's, it is a, a team approach. And when I first became a divorce coach, um, I didn't have that picture yet. You know, that wasn't, I didn't see how that was going to fall into place because again, I was going to represent people, not represent people. I was going to coach people who are representing themselves. Um, but what quickly has turned into what I do now as far as forming your divorce team is that I encourage everybody to get an attorney, assuming that they can afford one. Um, because can you represent yourself? You can. Should you? Well, that's a different question. Um, you know, it, it's really difficult. It takes a, a really specific type of personality and um, person to, to be able to do that well. And, you know, I could count on less than my five fingers on one hand, you know, the people that I've met in my lifetime who I thought could do that. So, so as a coach, what I is what I do is I always encourage people to get an attorney um, if it's a contested situation. And that's what I do as I help them find the right attorney if they don't have one yet. Interesting. Yeah. I, I, the, the, the team thing just kind of jumped out to me. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear you kind of explain it in those, in those terms uh, and acknowledge the role of a therapist as well uh, in many situations, um, whether for the person or for their uh, maybe children or both. Um, Yeah, you have to, because, you know, it's, you get a therapist, not because you're crazy, but because you're going through a divorce. And so, you know, it's one of the most traumatic times in your life and every, person on your team, your divorce team, wears a different hat. And what you should do is as the client is let them do whatever it is 
the hat they are wearing requires them to do. So what does that mean real quick? It just means your attorney should be focusing on the legal aspects of the divorce. Your attorney is not a therapist, um, you know, and they don't want to be your therapist. That's why they have therapists. So that your therapist is going to help manage your emotions um, and that whole side of the, of the equation, which is just as important as you know, the legal side, to be honest with you. So, but you gotta, you gotta manage it the right way and and have the right people to help you do that. Um, So everybody has to wear that hat and then everybody does their own thing, you know, kind of stays in their lane. Um, And that is the most efficient. And even though you're dealing with more people and paying more people, it is in the long run, the cheapest way to do it too. Because um, if you use your attorney for everything, I don't probably have to tell, you know, a lot of people who have attorneys that, you know, when you get the bill every month, you're like, what the hell's going on? Because half of it's probably non-legal related stuff that you're bothering them with. So, you know, um, yeah, you got to have the right people doing the right things. Well, and I, I appreciate, I mean, I think you kind of started to explain the role of um, the attorney and the therapist in the divorce team. Um, and, and to use your terminology, I think you said, can you know, consider those the the bedrock members of a divorce team. So as you round out that team as a coach, what is your role? So, so, or put another way, what's the biggest challenge that you are helping people address or solve as their coach during the divorce process? So there's a lot of people out there who call themselves coaches and that's fine. But what separates me from other people who call themselves divorce coaches is that as an attorney, I coach from an attorney's point of view. So again, while I don't, I'm not giving legal advice. It's almost like you have two attorneys on your team, even though I'm wearing my coach's hat. Um, and so if they're not sure, you know, if their attorney is doing the right thing or they're not sure what the strategy is, as an attorney, I can help them identify that. And I help manage, for example, their relationship with their attorney because it, it amazes me, Russ, how often people are stressing out about their own attorney. You know, you're going through a contested divorce. That's hard enough. And you're dealing with, you know, your, your ex and your, and their attorney, and you're stressing about your own attorney. You shouldn't be doing that. And um, so I help manage, you know, that relationship. And I, I even tell them, you know, give them questions that they should be asking their attorney to help streamline it so they can get the answers that they need. Um, and if there's, you know, an issue that needs to be brought up, I will help them and, and tell them how to approach it um, in the best way possible. And so I look at myself as a coach, kind of as a general contractor, you know, and um, I'm helping the, I'm helping the whole process kind of run as smoothly as possible. And I think I said it before, but if not, like a, a contested divorce is a roller coaster. You're going to have your shares of ups and downs. So you got to, you got to be able to manage that. And so that's what I do. I help manage that and I help keep you focused as the client. And I, and I help you form a strategy and a plan, because if you don't have that, how can you possibly make the best decisions? Um, you know, if you're running around like a chicken with your head cut off and just, you know, reacting day to day to the things, then you're not going to get where you need to be when the divorce is over. And one day, even as bad as it may be, it will be over. And so, you know, part of what I do as a coach is I help people articulate their post-divorce life. You know, what do you want it to be? And then we form a strategy on, on how you're going to get there. And then everything you do is taking a step in the direction to hopefully get you there. Um, and so I don't know if that really answered the question really good, but that's, that's kind of how I feel as a, as a coach is that I am, I'm helping you manage all the other members of your divorce team. I'm helping you manage, um, you know, what's going on 
you know, with your family and your friends. Um, so there's a, there is a little bit of therapy, uh, a therapy component involved in being a coach. Uh, but then I also can shed light and help guide them on, you know, what is going on on the legal side of things um, and understanding that process so they don't have to bother their attorney and they're not getting billed every time they, they do. Yeah, I, th- I think that's a, a great explanation. And, and it's funny, Jason, you, you kind of use the, the general contractor to kind of describe what you do. I was, before you even mentioned that, I was kind of, I was kind of picturing you as like a project manager, like kind of making sure, yeah, making sure that, you know, everybody's kind of flying in the same formation, if you will, and, and moving the ball forward, which I think is, is super helpful, especially as you mentioned, somebody's going through a divorce, you know, their life's getting turned upside down. Um, and, and people don't, don't know what they don't know. Right. So I think having you to uh, serve as a, as an experienced guide, um, but both from the perspective of a former practicing divorce attorney, but, and now as a coach um, to just kind of help them make more informed decisions and use their time and energy more productively, I think is, it's gotta be super huge. And I would imagine that ultimately saves them a lot of money and billable hours because they're, they're using their time, uh, more efficiently when they are engaging with their attorney. Well, that's the thing is that, you know, when, when people hear, Oh, you want me to have, you know, two, three, four people on my divorce team and paying two, three, four people, it, it doesn't sound very attractive. Right. But in the long run, you know, and divorces unfortunately can take, you know, a year or two or God forbid more, but in the long run, you will spend less money if you have the right team supporting you because you are going to be more efficient with your time and your resources. And, that's just the way it works out. It, it's just, it's like one of the added benefits. It's a huge benefit. And, um, you know, it is, uh, it's just a roller coaster of a ride. And so, right. Project manager, general contractor. <laughs> I never thought of myself as a general contractor, but I, that's kind of what I do is as I, I help you stay on track. I, I make sure that we have a plan and it's one of those things that, you know, when I was an attorney, um, you know, practicing divorce law that I, I didn't even know a coaches existed. And I mean, I don't think they really did at that point. I think it's still kind of new, right? This whole coach thing, but um, it's one of those things that you don't know what you're missing until you, until you have it kind of like what you said, you know? And so that's why when I work with clients, especially doing one-on-one coaching, I do group coaching and I do one-on-one, but especially with my one-on-one clients, like they see the benefit almost immediately, um, you know, within the first couple of sessions working with me. And it's, you know, I've gotten multiple occasions, you know, oh my God, like, how would I ever go through this without you? And I'm not saying that to pat myself on the back, but I'm just saying that because it's, you don't know what you're missing until you have it. And and this, that goes for a lot of things in life, I think, but you know, it's, it's just knowing that that kind of help exists and, you know, um, reaching out and taking action. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, well, well, first of all, it's, it, it's perfectly okay to pat yourself on the back here. Um, but um, <laughs> that, I mean, that that's awesome that you're getting that feedback, but even more impressive that you're getting it so early, like in a first or second session. Um, I think that speaks volumes about the value that you're delivering early, uh, early in your um, coaching with clients, either one-on-one or in groups. So um, I think that's fantastic. So Jason, clearly you've got the the skills and the experience to work with I would imagine a wide range of different types of people in different situations, but 
if you had to describe like a perfect client for you, like for your coaching, for your services, like, is there, is there such a, a thing? Like, is there kind of a, like a, a situation where you're ideally suited to get involved and help out? That's a great question, Russ. But I mean, so I work with people in all stages of divorce, you know, preparation in the middle of it, you know, towards the end of it, or even, you know, the divorce may be over, but you're still dealing with some issues and, and you have to, you know, go to court or, or, or mediation or something like that. So, you know, it, whatever your stages of divorce, you know, I can work with you. But if I had my choice, I would, you know, have people contact me before anything really happens formally. And what do I mean by that? I mean, like before anything is filed with the court, um, before maybe even you tell your spouse that you want a divorce um, or, you know, sometimes you're on the other end of that and your spouse is telling you that they want a divorce. But before anything really starts, because in my opinion, preparation is the most important phase. And if you have the time and you take the time to prepare properly, that sets the tone and the foundation for the whole process. And so, um, you know, I love to get in, you know, as early as possible and start helping people prepare for divorce. And again, that could be from, let's find the right attorney for you. You know, let's make sure you get all your ducks in a row. And I work with you and we've come up with a plan and that strategy I mentioned before. And that for me is the best because then, you know, you're starting with like a, a clean slate. Like I, I pretend I'm an artist and we have a, a clean canvas and then we we will paint the picture from the beginning. And with that in mind, I mean, given the opportunity to get involved early, clearly there's more value that you can add. There's mistakes you can help people avoid. What in your experience, Jason, what's, what's, what's one or two of like the biggest or most uh, widely held misunderstandings or, or myths about divorce? Like, for example, like I, I've, I've talked to a lot of people in my experience that, that have said things like, uh, oh, yeah, I, I really want an attorney that's going to be a bulldog and is really going to, you know, fight tooth and nail for whatever I need. Um, or, um, you know, they've, they, I've often heard people say, well, yeah, my, my friend or my neighbor hired this attorney and they did this, this and this. And so as a result, I need to do this, this and this, which is often no, always, no, a, no. always yeah. al- almost always a recipe for disaster. But what, in, in your experience, what are, what are one or two just kind of myths that you'd like to bust around divorce or widely held misunderstandings? Okay. That's a great question too. And I second everything you just said. Um, a, a divorce is like a snowflake, right? There's no two alike. So that's why I always say never listen to friends and family about what happened in their divorce, you know, trying to give you advice. It's just, it's not the same. Um, and you, you got to treat your situation as unique because it is unique and it's your life and the factors and, and circumstances of you and in your life are different no matter how similar they may look on paper to somebody else, it's different. So that, I mean, that's a a huge, I don't know if it's a myth, but like, don't listen to friends and family, like, you know, use them for emotional support. um, But understand that it's not objective. So what I would say uh, a big myth of divorces is that, you know, you can control how fast it goes. That that's true, but depending, you know, it's a big asterisk there. If you're going through the court 
you know, and, and that's what we call litigation when you go through the court system. Um, it's slow. You know, there's just no, no way to, no way around it. It's slow. And, you know, the court wants you to get divorced usually within a year, most places. Um, that rarely happens. And now with COVID and, you know, the courts were shut down for most of the last year and a half, you know, and they're doing virtual hearings now. It's just everything is slower. So you got to give it some time, you know, and that's why going through the court system and litigating it is not the ideal way to get through the divorce. Sometimes you don't have a choice, but sometimes you do. And so that's one of the things I do as a coach is I, as I guide you through making those decisions. But, you know, people want, and I get it, you want to get divorced yesterday, um, but it doesn't happen. And you, you got to, that's why you have to take time to prepare and, you know, be ready for whatever comes your way. And so you'll be able to manage that. So that, that's a, that's a big myth. And then the other, let me see another one I would say is, uh, I don't know. Like, um, let me think about this for a second. There's a lot of things that, that can be talked about. Um, Oh, maybe that, you know, it has to be expensive. Um, that's not true. It all depends on your, you know, spouse that you're dealing with and, you know, the attorneys, you mentioned this before Russ, about getting a, you know, a bulldog attorney. That's a good myth too, is that most, most of the time you don't need that type of an attorney. And that's what I said about how important it is about choosing the right attorney. If you choose a pit bull for a pit bull of an attorney, for example, when you don't need one, well, then you're going to um, be paying, you know, up the wazoo and it's going to take you a lot longer to get where you need to go um, because pit bull attorneys like to litigate and fight about everything and your divorce may not require that. And, and so that's why it's so important to choose the right attorney for your, for your situation. And it, that goes for your spouse too, which is, you know, part of the problem is that if they go out and hire a pit bull attorney, then you know, it could derail the, the process too. So I'll give you just a quick example. And if I'm going astray, just shut me up. No, but, yeah, you're great. <laughs> the, uh, I have a tendency to do that. So I'm working with a client right now and um, we're in the preparation phase, right? And so nobody, she hasn't even told her spouse that she wants a divorce yet. But um, so I'm helping her a find the right attorney for her but that I'm also kind of helping her depending on how her spouse reacts when she tells him that this is really going to happen, um, you know, that he should try to find a similar attorney in, you know, that she is looking at. In other words, I'm not, I'm not steering her towards the pit bull of an attorney because her divorce doesn't require that in my opinion. And you know, so when she tell when she breaks the news that this is actually going to happen, and we're and you know she wants a divorce, you know, he's going to go through a lot of emotions, you know, anger being one of them, um, and you know, but I'm gonna I'm I'm prepping her to try to communicate because she does have some level of communication with him that you know to, you know, listen, we're getting divorced. It is what it is, but it doesn't have to be a, a drag them out, knock them out, expensive battle. Right. I want an attorney. You know, I think you should have an attorney, um, but we should both kind of get a similar type of attorney who can work well together, 
who wants to do this amicably. Um, and that will benefit both of us. Right. And then hopefully he'll, he'll agree to that, um, and see the benefit in that. But, um, so that's one of the things that I do as a coach and, you know, but it doesn't have to be a divorce. Getting back to that original point is that it doesn't have to be a knock them out, drag them out battle. Um, most of the time now, sometimes you don't have a choice, but, um, you want to start off giving yourself the best chance to succeed, right? And get it done as quickly and cheaply as possible. Absolutely. Yeah. Now I, I appreciate you sharing that, that example. Um, and, and in fact, I was going to ask you, so you kind of uh, gave me a nice, really nice segue. Um, I'm good like you, that. Yeah, you are. You are good like that, Jason. Um, could you share like a favorite client success story that, uh, that you've worked with? Um, well, just at a, just at a high level. Yeah. It's kind of this overarching theme of just, I don't I almost, I'm not sure how to articulate this other than, you know, my greatest success, any success story, as far as I'm concerned, when, when going through a divorce and, and especially serving as a coach is not really dependent on the outcome of the divorce, meaning who got what, you know, for how long and how much like that is important. Don't get me wrong. But what's more important is how you got through the process and how you came out on the other end, you know, emotionally, mentally. And and then the last bit of that is, you know, are you in a good place, you know, to, to move on and, and, and live the life that you want to. So I'm always just a proponent of, of fair, right? I'm not the coach. If you want to draw blood and, you know, just hurt your spouse because of what happened in the past, I'm not going to help you do that. That's not what I do as a coach, right? I'm, I'm about fairness, doing this as quickly, as fairly uh, as possible to get you to move on and, and, and live the life that you deserve and be happy. And everybody at the end of the day just deserves to be happy. So, you know, my success stories are seeing people going through the process and feeling empowered. And, and, I, and, and you see the confidence in them as things unravel. And so I guess one example of that is I prepped a, a client of mine recently for a, a hearing um, that they had to do in court with the judge. And she has an attorney. And, you know, it's not, it's a nasty situation with her and her spouse or ex. And so I prepped her for what they're going to do. Um, not because I have a crystal ball, but, you know, like I knew they were going to like, you know, hit below the belt and, you know, mudsling and, and just nasty stuff like that. And so by prepping her properly and empowering her uh, with the confidence, you know, that she can get through this and not to, you know, kind of fight fire with fire. That's one of the things I do as a coach is I, is I always preach, you know, it's not an eye for an eye, even though that's what you want to do because it's human nature sometimes is to feel that way. But um, from a legal standpoint and a, just a coaching standpoint, that's more often than not, not the way to go. And so, you know, I prepped her, I, you know, I, I set her expectations and she was confident going into it. And, you know, she had prepped accordingly with her attorney 
Um, you know, so she was confident in what her attorney was going to do or not do. And after the hearing, it went just like everybody thought it was. But, you know, she came out on top in the sense that the judge, you know, yelled at the other side because, you know, of the shenanigans. And, you know, judges are people like you and me, and they're just trying to get through the business of the divorce. A divorce really, at the end of the day, is a business transaction. Um, it's the emotional stuff that gets in the way. And so helping clients manage that and then seeing what I'm preaching happen, you know, and, and, and kind of play out the way I thought it might play out makes them feel good about the situation, you know, makes them feel good about having me on their team. Um, and, you know, there were no big surprises. So, you know, they are prepared to now go to the next step. And it's just like, like I said, keeping the ball moving forward. So that's a really long-winded way of saying, I guess, you know, my success, my success stories are, you know, people understanding and seeing the benefit of having me on their team as a coach um, and, and, you know, how I can bring down the stress levels um, and make the process, I guess, much more palatable than, you know, it really is. Well, I, I think that's super helpful, actually, because I think it's one thing for us to talk kind of in the abstract about what a coach is and how they help. But I think maybe providing some more kind of practical real world you know, examples of, you know, how you've helped, where you've helped, I think uh, will give our listeners a little bit more to grab onto, to, you know, maybe identify like, oh, maybe, maybe I or someone I know could use, use Jason's help. So I I appreciate you sharing that. Um, You've built this brand for yourself, for lack of a better word, as the divorce resource guy. Um, You've got a podcast uh, by the same name. Um, And, uh, I'm curious just through the podcasting uh, experience specifically, since we're kind of talking in the podcast format right now, what, what, what have you found most interesting or, or have you learned through the podcast since you've had, I've listened to several episodes of your podcast and I know you've had a variety of really interesting guests and subject matter experts and things like that. So what, what have you found most interesting or most kind of eye opening? Uh, going through the divorce resource guy podcast experience. Well, for me, it's it's like I love I love doing the podcast because it enables me to talk to people like you um, and, and meet so many people that I would really have never have met. Um, and I used to do a lot of writing, um, you know, for like online publications and and writing divorce articles, and I enjoy that. Writing is kind of my background, and but then it was getting a little stale and I was looking for a change. And then the whole podcasting thing kind of came about and it really like it invigorated me because, you know, when we, when we're talking to people, like we're talking to each other right now, it enables our personalities to come out a little bit, you know, um, the way you say something, your tone, your inflection, you know, adds so much more to the conversation than reading print in my opinion. And, you know, I can, you know, add, you know, put a little bit of my sense of humor into my podcast, which I try to do. I don't know if it comes off so well, but I try. And, you know, it's just, I love the format and you can listen to it anywhere uh, you are, you know, in the gym, in the car. And um, I I just think it's a great resource. Um, And that's why I, I started mine. And, and, that's why it's called the Divorce Resource Guide Podcast, because it's just a, another resource that I want people to have 
where they could really learn a lot about the process and, you know, start, you know, empowering themselves with the information that they need to know. Yeah. Well, I, I also think it's another great resource, pun intended, for people to kind of get to know you before. So, so maybe they listen to this conversation, you and I talking, and they're like, wow, I, you know, I'm, I might be headed to divorce, uh, towards divorce. Maybe, maybe I could use the help of someone like Jason, but you're not ready to pick up the phone or send an email. Uh, listen to, listen to some episodes of his podcast. That's a great way to kind of get to know who he is as a person, uh, kind of get a better understanding of how he thinks about or uh, tackles different things or decisions. Um, it, it's just, I think, a great way for people to, um, you know, warm up to the idea of potentially working with you before, you know, having to pick up the phone or, you know, sending an email. So I, I think it's a great, a, a great uh, opportunity for, for folks to get to know who you are uh, and understand what you do a little bit better. So, um, so be sure if you're, if you're listening, be sure to check out uh, Jason's podcast. It's uh, the divorce resource guy podcast, which you can find virtually everywhere. And we'll be sure to include uh, a link to, uh, to his podcast uh, in the show notes as well. Um, No, I appreciate that Russ. And and I had you on my podcast so you can listen to my conversation with Russ and, and as one of the episodes and um, you know, I never thought of it like that, but, that's a great way to kind of frame it. I think is, is that if you're kind of shy or you're not sure, you know, I'm the right person you want to work with or to be on your team. And this goes for any professional you're you're considering listening to the podcast. Like that's me. Right. And so I am the same person as your coach, as you hear on the podcast. I, it's not like I have a different personality and um, I'm not that talented. And so like what you see is what you get or what you hear is what you get. And so that's a great way to kind of get a feel for somebody. And now that I think about it, I've had so many people find me by listening to me uh, not either, not necessarily my podcast, but you know, me being on other people's podcasts like yours and, you know, they're like, oh, he sounds like a, a a person that I would enjoy working with or that would be good for my situation. And I never really connected the dots to that. But, yeah, that that's a great way for somebody to get a feel for, you know, who somebody is. Yeah, well, I, I, it's maybe top of mind because I, I kid you not, not even a half hour ago, I got an email from a local family law attorney uh, here in Atlanta who I had on my podcast a uh, couple months ago. And she emailed just to say, Hey, and she's like, Oh, by the way, I just met with a client who said they listened to our podcast conversation um, prior to scheduling a consult. Um, So it's, it's just interesting how, you know, people, you know, like you said, kind of connect the dots and, and how, you know, they each find their own path to, to reach out to us. So, uh, but, uh, but yeah, definitely, definitely check out Jason's podcast. He's, he's doing great work and, and putting a lot of great educational content out there for folks. Um, Jason, it's my understanding you work with women or men. You're, you're not, you know, really focused on one gender or the other. Is that correct? That is correct. I mean, I work with just the way the chips fall. I work with more women than men. Um, but I work with anybody. If you're looking for help, I'm available. Yeah. Well, I, the reason I ask is as, as you know, um, this is, Women's Retirement Radio, and uh, the focus of the work I do is 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 squarely on women, whether they're on their own or in a relationship. But um, 
I'm just curious when you think of the work that you do uh, when you're working with women specifically um, and, and maybe kind of zoom out and think bigger picture about, you know, regardless of their age, like thinking down the road towards whether it's retirement or the rest of their lives or educating their kids or whatever the, whatever the situation may be, what impact do you see in your coaching work um, as it relates to women specifically as they're kind of thinking about retirement or, or, or maybe retirement's down the road and, and they're just kind of thinking about their life, uh, you know, beyond divorce in this, in this example? Yeah, that's a good, great question again. It, it, basically, for me, it, it's about having a plan and a strategy. And I, again, you know, I, I hate to classify things, you know, based on gender, but it seems to me from my experience that, you know, women more than the men, they are not so quick to to think about their post-divorce life and, and strategizing and, and their finances and they are living in the moment more and, and, you know, they're concerned, you know, if their children involved, rightfully so with the children and, you know, getting through day-to-day drama maybe. And so, but the finances, you know, like you said, and that you help with is, is so important. And if you have that plan and you have a strategy and you kind of know what your post-divorce life is going to look like or what you want it to look like, you know, first you have to see if that's feasible and then it's going to shape every decision you make, you know, during the divorce. So, you know, I, I think a lot of times people you know, say, all right, I just want to get divorced and then I will start my life or, you know, I'll figure out what, what's going on when I think, the approach is better if you say, what is my post-divorce life going to look like and what can I do now to help point me in that direction? Because everything you do in divorce, you know, regarding negotiations, what you want, what you're willing to give up um, and what you want to focus on and not fight about versus things that you may want to fight about, you know, that's all dependent on what your vision is for your life. And so, if you have people like yourself to, to guide them and understand, all right, well, you know, this is what you need to do now to get you where you want to be 10 years from now or longer. We've got to start doing that now. It's fascinating. The throughout our conversation, it, 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 I'm just fascinated by the parallels between what you do in your coaching work and, and what I do from a financial planning perspective. I mean, it's, it's all about, you know, um, getting a, clarity around the vision of the life you want to live. And that can help make your decisions today much, much easier because you're, you, you can be more deliberate, more purposeful with the decisions you're making because you're heading towards a, a, a destination or a goal versus just kind of letting inertia or just your routine or just taking things a day at a time and just kind of, you know, getting carried by that, that wave. So um, I exactly. think that's, I think that's I think that's a great approach, and I I can only imagine how much your coaching clients benefit from that uh, from that kind of framework as you're you know coaching and giving them advice and, and direction. So, yeah, I, I love that. Um, let's yeah, it's all about the big picture, you know, and and, and kind of I, I take people out from the uh, I I I just came up with this. I swear to God, I, I it's like a drone. I, I I figure, you know, if I'm a drone. And then I'll take you with me on the drone and we'll, you know, get up to that aerial view 
and look at the big picture of what's going on below. Because, you know, a lot of times when you're down in the weeds of the divorce, you, you can't see, uh, you know, what's that phrase? They can't see the forest through the trees. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So if you, so what I try to do is I, as I bring you up and get that aerial big picture view of what's going on um, and that and that helps, you know, clarify things. Yeah. Well, and I, I would imagine, too, that that kind of that aerial view also gives people a glimpse of what life could look like on the other side of this when maybe they're just focused on how do I get through the next 24 or 48 hours and then I'll deal with life beyond that when I get there. So uh, exactly. Yeah. I got to think that's immensely helpful. So we're up on, uh, we've been talking for 45 minutes or so, and I, I think we could probably easily talk for another hour without breaking a sweat. Um, so we'll have to have you back on, a, on another episode down the road. But um, I always like to ask, uh, just to give our listeners a, kind of a, a better picture of who you are outside of your professional life, um, how do you most enjoy spending your time when you've got maybe an hour or two to yourself, if, if you have an hour or two to yourself? Right, right. That doesn't happen too often. Um, and I only have one child, but, <laughs> but so when I do have some time, one of my, my favorite hobbies is, um, brewing beer. Um, I I've been doing it since, uh, college, you know, since I turned 21 and, uh, a friend of mine kind of got into the craft together. And for people who don't know, it's just like baking or cooking. It's just, you're brewing beer. And, and so, um, I really enjoy it. And, um, you know, I don't get to do it too often now because it is kind of time consuming and, um, you know, it is, it can be an all day affair with, you know, setting up the equipment, doing it and then cleaning it up. And, but, uh, I, I love it. And, uh, you know, I'm a, I guess I'm a little bit of a beer snob. And so I, I love the craft brews and everything. And, and that's one of my, my biggest hobbies. And then my other newest new hobby, um, which I'm happy. I don't think I've talked about it at all, Russ. So I, I'm going to, Debut it with you. Breaking, breaking news. Yes, this is very special. I, is that I uh, I started riding a motorcycle. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah. Wow, that's uh, that's uh, that's uh, got to be kind of exciting. I would think. Are you are you in like uh, like a busy city in New Jersey? Or are you kind of outside of the hustle and bustle? Well, I feel like it's all hustle and bustle. But I'm in a suburb. You know, I live in the suburbs, but it's it's congested. And, and so let me clarify when I say ride a motorcycle, you know, images, I end up popping to everybody's head, depending on what you think when you hear that I'm, I'm not doing this. I've always wanted a, to ride a motorcycle ever since I can remember. Um, and you know, I'm a Harley boy. Um, and so I like the, the cruisers and, you know, the, I'm not doing it for the speed. I'm not, you know, you're yeah. not going to see me on one of those, uh, sport bikes. And, um, I have no interest in going fast. I just want to be in the right lane going, you know, 45 <laughs> and have my legs up relaxing. And so um, I, I recently, I, I, I just was able to start and um, I got, I found a nice used bike uh, from somebody here in Jersey. And I, and, and my wife, I got to be a hundred percent honest. Like my wife was a, a totally supportive and, and, you know, she's just like, you don't do it. It's now or never. And, uh, I got all the gear and, you know, I do it as responsibly as I can. And, um, so far I love it. I gotta be honest. That's awesome. You ever take your wife or your daughter with you? Oh, no, 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 no. That's not going to happen. No? <laughs> well, first my wife has no interest. Right. And, um, yeah, my, my daughter, un until I get really proficient at it, I wouldn't even think about, you know, putting her on the back. Although I do have a seat for a passenger, but I, I got to practice, you know, 
it's like learning anything else. You gotta, you gotta practice to get good at it. And, um, so I, I just started a couple of months ago. And so hopefully by next year, cause it's getting a little chilly here now, um, you know, by in the springtime and the summer, I'll, I'll, I'll be uh, raring to go. That's awesome. I'm glad, I'm glad you shared that back to the beer thing real quick. Is there a favorite type of beer? Like, are you an IPA guy or any, any specific, like kind of beer that you especially enjoy brewing and or drinking, or do you just kind of mix it up and do a little bit of everything when you have the time? I do a little bit of everything. I, um, you know, in the winter, in the colder months, I like the darker beers, like the stouts and the porters. Um, and in, in the summer and the warmer weather, I like IPAs and, uh, but an interesting thing, you know, and, and I wonder how many people we've lost listening to this, but, but, but I, uh, with the IPAs, you know, they're very hoppy and, and that's what gives them the smell and the, and the taste. Um, as a home brewer, it's, it's, I found it very challenging to, to brew the IPAs for some reason. And it all has to do with the water chemistry that you have, at, you know, where you live. And, um, you know, it's, it's actually quite complicated, not complicated, but it's not, there's a lot that goes into brewing uh, a good batch of beer. And, um, you know, so that's why I like it though. It's every, every one is a new experience for me. Yeah. Well, I, I've never done it, but I, I, I enjoy drinking it. Never tried brewing it, but uh, I, 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 it sounds fascinating. And, and I, and I think we're probably picking up listeners at this point, cause this is the good stuff. Um, yeah. Right. Maybe, maybe I should start a, a beer brewing podcast. Yeah, maybe so. <laughs> So uh, listen, Jason, this has been great. I've enjoy- I always enjoyed ta- chatting with you um, and we've covered a lot today. If there were one thing our listeners could take away from our, from our conversation today, what would you want that one thing to be? Understand that no matter how bad it may be right now, it can be better. Um, and you have to take action though, to, to make it better. It's not just going to happen by itself. Uh, and, you know, thinking about it, you really, it's about taking action and, and, finding the right people to help you and and then you will see the results. Well, I think, uh, I think that's a great place to wrap it up. Um, so, so Jason, thank you again for, for joining us uh, here on the podcast. Um, we talked about your podcast, your podcast earlier. Um, what's the best way for people to, to learn more, to reach out to, uh, to get in touch if they're, if they're interested in doing so. So you could find everything about me at my website, jasonlavoy.com And, um, you know, you can feel free to reach out to me. My email is jason at jasonlavoy.com and um, I will get back to you right away. I promise. Yeah. And as I mentioned, we'll include links to Jason's website and his podcast and everything in the show notes for this episode. So uh, we'll make it easy for you to reach out if, uh, if you'd like to, you know, talk to Jason further. Um, I, again, thank you so Jason, much for us for having me on. Yeah. Thank you. This has been great. Um, and uh, to all you listeners out there, thanks for joining us for another episode of Women's Retirement Radio. And we look forward to catching up with you next time. It's Russ again, and before you go, I want to provide a brief disclosure. You should consult a financial advisor familiar with the specific circumstances of your unique financial situation before making any financial decisions. Nothing in this broadcast constitutes a solicitation for the sale or purchase of any securities. Any mentioned rates of return are historical or hypothetical in nature and are not a guarantee of future returns. I'm a financial advisor and an investment advisor representative of Wealthcare Capital Management, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor based in Richmond, Virginia. The views discussed in this podcast are my own and may not be consistent with or represent those of Wealthcare Capital Management.